Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to episode nine of the Yoga Life Podcast. So this week we're talking about Svadhyaya, self-study. But before we delve into that, uh, how are you, Alex? I'm good, thanks, John. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, just suffering from some side effects, but it's all worth it. Yes, I had the vaccine. I feel feel a bit poorly. I'm sure I'll be fine later. I hope so. Yes. And it's the first week back um, to work after we're just coming out of another phase of lockdown and Mm -hmm. going back to work. So it's a bit of a hectic week for you, isn't it, babe? It is, yeah. Yeah, very hectic. I feel like I've been here, there and everywhere. And yeah, f- nearly four months off is mental. I was, yeah, so when I look at client notes and I look at like when I last saw them, I'm like, oh my word, <laughs> it's Crazy. been so long. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, and a whole week of how's lockdown been treating you conversations. <laughs> oh God, yeah, just over and over, repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> yes <laughs> but yes. then when it when it's back to normal it's what you've got planned for the weekend and are you going on holiday this year <laughs> yeah yeah I can't do that at the minute nope. yeah there'll be no oh are you going on holiday this year chats for quite some time will there <laughs> no I don't think so no, don't think no. So. um have you been up to much uh just mm, I guess the only things that have really changed for me um gone back to the gym yeah well, how many have I done? Two? I think I've been twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. went Monday and Thursday. Um, and has anything else changed? Went to the pub. Yeah. Yeah, got really, really, really cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not quite sure it's worth it. It is if you're prepared, isn't it? Um, uh, it's all about, was. don't worry about what you look like, just take all the layers. <laughs> yeah, I should have taken a blanket, I think. This, yes, this, so this giant scarf blanket is now my pub thing it's also, <laughs> it's also my house thing right now because we've run out of heating oil so oh my goodness that's why I've sat here bundled up today oh babe poor thing <laughs> all the <laughs> days when you're feeling rubbish yes exactly exactly um so this week uh oh last week we talked about tapas we did uh, self-discipline have you have you practiced that have you got any examples of where you've practiced it I have a great example of where I failed to <laughs> make self-discipline work but then the next day because of how I felt about the day before where I failed I succeeded so it's quite nice and obviously Good. this week we've got the new addition to our training of going to the actual gym yeah um, and I went with um, a friend of ours on Monday which was really fun yep we were those weirdos that went back to the gym on the first day of those days (laughs) it was really nice it wasn't too busy had a great session um it was good then the plan was to do monday wednesday friday this week wednesday came along we couldn't train together and i had a couple of things just knock out knock off oh sorry i can't get my words out knock (laughs) me off routine on wednesday Mm -hmm. morning um and my leg doms was pretty bad you know throwing me off as well and I just ended up talking myself out of going to the gym and didn't go on Wednesday yeah uh 
but because I was irritated by the fact that I'd done that Wednesday, I woke up on my day off Thursday, nice and early, and dragged my butt to the gym and actually was kind of motivated to go and feeling really up for it. So there's a bit of me that's like, maybe I did the right thing because by Thursday I was motivated and ready to go. And Wednesday I clearly wasn't. But I also think that had I gone Wednesday, I still would have enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the discipline came into play on Thursday. I was ready and I went and it was good. That's where the it, yeah the discipline comes in because, yeah, like you said, on that Wednesday, if you'd have got there and started, you probably would have felt good for it. And yeah. perhaps on Thursday as well. You know, yeah, probably. But, yeah, that's, that's where it's discipline, not like motivation, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where the discipline failed, but discipline kicked in on Thursday, but with ease. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going this afternoon and I think I'll be fine. Lovely. Oh, full yeah. week of it. <laughs> Just three days. Oh, no. Three days and then I might go Sunday, maybe. Yeah. All about easing back in gently, isn't it? Big time. Um, what about you? Have you have had any? Yeah. Yeah, mine's too with my phone. Um, I... Oh. I just get into like this bad habit of I'm going to bed now and then sit at the side of my bed, plug my phone in and just like have one last scroll. What? Why? There's nothing new <laughs> to see. Why do I need to do that? But it's just become a habit. So I've turned back on the function on my phone. That's like a nighttime thing. Um, and when it says I set a bedtime and when that bedtime comes, I think it actually might be doing half an hour before it turns my phone black and white. I can still get on everything, but it's just in black and white. And now the last couple of days, when it's gone black and white, I've not, not looked at it. Except oh, to set, so cool. maybe set an alarm if I, if I need a different alarm to what is standard. But yeah, I've not, not looked at it. So, Oh, that's, that's really good. Trying to be, yeah, once I've gone up to bed to go to bed, I don't need to look at my phone anymore. Mm-mm. No. There's yeah. the um, suggestions, aren't there, that your room is for the two S's, your bedroom mm-hmm. two S's, sleeping sex. And you should leave all technology outside of the bedroom. Like there shouldn't be a TV in there. But again, this is like sleep hygiene stuff. Yeah. Shouldn't be a TV, shouldn't have your phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you should have an old fashioned alarm clock. I know. Or even um, a digital I, one. I was going to so say, because I keep thinking about getting a different alarm clock, but then so many of them tick. <laughs> oh, the yeah, old no, fashioned no, ones. <laughs> I don't think I could, it would have to be a digital one. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, and maybe do that. But then I have my Lumi light. Well, that's what I quite fancy getting, a Lumi light. Mm, I yeah. rate it highly. I mean, the I think every single morning this week, we've woken up via the light. Oh, okay. And we've been awake before our alarms have gone off. Yeah, yeah. So I think it does help, big time. I suppose if you're both getting up at similar times, whereas we are very different in our house. True. But, yeah. But you could uh, just have it for you, couldn't you? I could have it for me. And there's no prying that iPad out of him at night <laughs> he has to have that we don't have a tv that he has his ipad at night time yeah and what watch just the same thing every night <laughs> like the same tv show or a series the same tv like the same yes yeah, same series but he's watched it a, a million times it's it? a it's a running joke that he'll he's scrolling and i'm like oh what are you gonna watch tonight he goes well i'm gonna scroll for about 10 minutes and then i'm gonna watch archer oh archer my brother loves that yeah so he just puts that on and it's funny because every now and then like i'm drifting off to sleep and he'll start shaking laughing <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny 
Yeah, maybe we need to teach him about some discipline though and sleep hygiene. Get that idea. Maybe. Out. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I think sleep is so important. Like I've all, I've prioritized it for quite a few years now. Mm -hmm. Solid eight hours a night. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I love my sleep. Um, so this time we're talking about Svadhyaya, self study. Mm -hmm. What do you want to tell us about that? So Svadhyaya, um, self-study, why is it important to yoga? So um, imagine going into a yoga class every single time as if you were a newbie. And, or you've been a couple times, you know what you're doing in the sense of what the poses are, but you have no idea what your own capabilities are. So your self-study is looking at your yoga pose. This is yoga, this is Svadhyaya in a yoga class on a yoga yeah. mat. Um, it's looking at what you can achieve, what you struggle with, what you don't struggle with, what your body uh, works with, um, what works for your body best, um, what ails you what hurts what doesn't hurt what you can do your own capabilities and that is essentially your self-study on your yoga mat you're learning about your practice and what you personally can do it doesn't matter what the class collectively can do it doesn't matter what your best friend can do it's learning about what you do and so I think self-study within that practice within a physical yoga practice happens quite naturally everyone starts to pay attention what to what they can and can't do you know it doesn't take many um doesn't take many wheel poses before you realize that every single time you do it your back your back then plays up it's just a case of um that self-study it's like no wait i need to not do wheel pose because when i do it i then can't walk for the next couple of days because i'm ruined um and so that in the simplest form is self-study it's noticing what you do and then adapting your behaviours because of it. So when I read about this self-study, there was two examples, self with a little s and self with a big S. Got you. As in studying our physical selves. Yep. Or study that we do ourselves. Um, so, yep, I'm yeah. talking about self with a big S. Yeah, studying ourselves. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas the studying with the little s is what our listeners are doing right now. Yes. They are studying too deep in their yoga practice. Yeah. They are learning to help improve their own sense of self. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that is our self-study. Um, yeah, in super layman's terms. Yeah. Why, why do you think it's important? So, Aside from on the mat and preventing ourselves from hurting ourselves, but... Absolutely. So if we were, so little s self-study, if um, you listen to all of this stuff, all of the podcasts that we listen to, I'm just using our podcast as an example. There are obviously a gazillion places to go and study. Um, if you listen to all this and then used none of it, uh, you know, why can't I speak? <laughs> applied none of it to your actual life 
then you could argue that you've uh, wasted your time <laughs> or uh, no, you've just, you've, yeah, you've done a little bit of work in li- taking the time to listen to what's being said, but you've perhaps missed a crucial element of realizing how this is perhaps applicable to you. Mm-hmm. So you could read something and just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Now I know that. But if you don't then take the time to uh, apply it, to consider it, to think about how it's relevant to you, to think about it in other ways, what other ways can it be interpreted, uh, then you're kind of missing the crucial element of self-study. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so essentially we look to study both the self. I'm going to go with look to study with a little s. Yeah. Uh, so we can improve our mind, our body, our way of life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Sorry. it fails to work if um, we don't then actually self-study with a big S and apply it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about self-study as in studying other things, does it have to be relevant to yoga? No, no, no. I mean, it could be in anything, couldn't it? It really could be in anything. You could be reading about. Um, doesn't even necessarily mean, mean to be need to be about yourself it can be about learning about other things that's mm. just studying in general um but it is i guess with self-study you are looking to learn to then make an impact on your own life so choosing things to study and learn that yeah that either you have a passion about or are relevant to life or you know yeah yeah, like, educate so you could be you reading about, yeah. So you could be reading about psychology, you could be reading mm-hmm. about biology, you could be reading about how the body works, you could be like in a in a physical way in the gym or in yoga or whatever it might be. But if we think about this from the fact that it is a niyama and it is written to help us improve our yoga practice and uh, increase the likelihood that we reach enlightenment, then really we need to be looking at things that help us on that spiritual journey. Yeah. So what I would say from our point of view would we, we would recommend people studying anything that might help them ease suffering, increase happiness, contentment in their lives. Yeah. Rather than, you know, anything else, whatever that might be. Um, yeah. And I think a huge part of self-study is mindfulness, again, obviously, yeah. because you could have so you could read countless 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 books about all sorts of things but you have to be able to study the self self with a capital s um to figure out what's actually going on because if you don't spend the time to actually self-study with a capital Mm -hmm. s you're going to fall short almost every single time regardless of how many books you absorb yeah yeah i guess that's where our exhaustive um reading list is handy all the things that we keep bringing up the certain books you know and they've all come to play to aid us personally so yeah they're very you know relevant for everyone there's so much out there now isn't there they don't people don't have to seek out specific yogic texts for this kind of learning about yourself there's so many books isn't there it's just Mm -hmm. it's, it's a massive industry now Oh, huge. But you read about um, cognitive behavioral therapies. You read about um, a lot of psychologies, actually. The overlap between that and Buddhism and uh, ancient beliefs uh, 
are insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, there's a book called Why Buddhism is True. Um, and it essentially compares the two. It compares modern psychology and Buddhism. And it's amazing. Is it? You'll it's have very, to, very uh, cool. yeah, note down who it's by and I'll uh, I'm trying to remember have a look. I really don't. Uh, it's a good book. Um, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's probably about a decade old now. Yeah. But it is good. Um, sorry, I'm just writing down That's my show right. notes. <laughs> <laughs> I read a quote um, from a, another book slash poem that we probably should all read, The Bhagavad Gita. Um, so yoga is the journey of the self through the self to the self. Uh, quote from there. Um, yeah. So read it to me one more time. Yoga is the journey of the self through the self to the self. Mm-hmm. Um, Krishna says that. I don't know. Oh, I know. Oh well, no one else would say it. Arjuna wouldn't say it. So what yoga is talking about when we talk about the self? It's um, and this is what yoga is talking about. You can take it with a pinch of salt. You can decide that this is what you truly believe. But in the great world, universe, cosmos, whatever you want to call it, um, we are all interconnected. Um, we are all one. We are all part of this same universe. And the idea is that our true selves, our self, it's almost like the soul, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it it lives on. Uh, so our, our bodies perish, as obviously we know that, um, but the soul lives on and then is reborn into another form. And then it travels through and the self withholds all your karma from your private prior life not your private life it It does it holds all your karma from your private life but also your prior life yeah um which means that over time your yourself experiences many many lives and you slowly work up your journey to enlightenment now so let's say you start out life as i don't know why i always want to go to a dung beetle because they're pretty fucking amazing but it always seems yeah start out as a cockroach (laughs) But no, it doesn't need to be an animal. We could start out a normal human being, but you live a very unspiritual life. Very unspiritual. There's no element of it. You would think Donald Trump. Yeah. That guy <laughs> has not got an ounce of spirituality in him. He is very much stuck in his root chakra, as I read somewhere once. It made me laugh. Um, you know, he's very, very basic man. He is driven 100% by his ego. God, let's hope he doesn't listen to this. Hi, Trump. Nice to have you on. Um, he won't because he's that far away from enlightenment. And then so Trump's uh, self, when he dies, would go into someone else who's probably going to have a hard time of it. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially any work that Trump has done towards spirituality would then be imparted in this next self who would then continue the journey continue the journey continue the journey and then that self could end up in a being who is incredibly spiritual and really takes that journey all the way to the end and reaches enlightenment maybe so that is like the sense of self Mm -hmm. so yoga is the journey of the self your soul your actual essence your connection to the universe uh your connection to using quotation marks a god um through the self so you learn everything there is to know about yourself to um to you take a journey through your experiences through life through the self through your karmas and everything else to the self 
So you take yourself to enlightenment to find, discover your true sense of self. I've said self yeah. so many times, but it's starting <laughs> to feel weird on my tongue. Yeah. Um, so that is what Krishna is saying. And that is what self-study is. It's being very much aware that, um, aware that you are in there. You, you're very much in there. That's your conscious being, so to speak. Um, and your life is the experiences and how you uh, layer on karmas in different ways. When you talk about all of that, it kind of makes me think of myself like deep inside me and like then you just want to nourish it with goodness. Like, right? Yeah. Like, oh, let's make sure we, we read to it and teach it and give it all of the things that it needs so Ready that it can go it. on and have an amazing next life right yeah 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 my um guru in nepal so he described it as imagine like a bright white light Mm -hmm. and your karmas which are your behaviors essentially if we think of our karma as our behavior are like layers let's imagine like petals almost so they're thin layers and every action you do essentially good or bad layers um petals over this ball of light okay and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the light dims and dims and dims and we lose sight of ourselves because there's so many layers mm-hmm. of these petals from our karma from our behaviors on our on ourself on the bright light in the middle and so there's neutral karma which brings away these layers and we need to talk about neutral karma in a whole nother episode in yeah. uh, series two i promise we'll do it and so you bring away these layers slowly but surely and that is your journey through yoga, through the self, is peeling away your layers of karma from your private, I keep saying it, from your (laughs) private life, from your prior (laughs) life, your previous life, and from this life. Um, And you peel away all these layers to discover the sense of self in the middle, the bright white light, and that is your enlightenment. So it sounds lovely to think about it like that, doesn't it? Whether people fully believe the spiritual side of all this or they're here just you know for maybe advice and guidance yeah life hacks it's sort of yeah it's lovely when you think if you think about it like that if you I I find it's like you said it's very easy to nourish something like that isn't it it's like oh I want to look after it and I want to make it I want to put it in its best possible position I want to put myself self in the best possible position should this stuff be real (laughs) yeah um to then move on and perhaps do something even more amazing I mean there are so many if you google it obviously it's google so you've got to take a lot of it with a pinch of salt but there are so many very cool and very very um convincing reincarnation stories on the internet yeah I bet proper like again in Nepal we were told a few and you're just like no it can't be true (laughs) your brain just no can't comprehend yeah I I guess that's the kind of bit where we touch a little bit on like like religion and different people believe different things but you don't have to be particularly like religious of any kind to have some sort of thought or spirituality yeah yeah I think you can be spiritual without being religious yeah yeah being spiritual is just believing in except well it's we're stepping on the toes of our final niyama here uh is you know it's believing in something bigger than we are yeah yeah and it's yeah well yeah I'm not particularly I'm you know not religious but thinking about the fact that yourself goes on I just think it's quite nice a nice thought and if I want to follow a nice thought then 
who yeah, say I shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I also now want to wrap myself in like pretty pink petals. <laughs> you can be like a giant, giant peony inside. <laughs> I mean, that's what you are now. You're a giant peony. Yeah. I love well, it. So you talk about like the big ball of light. I automatically think of that film, that Disney film. Um, which one is it? Inside, Inside Out. Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, uh, you should watch it. It's actually, it's very good. Very relevant. Okay. Yeah. It's the one about the emotions, isn't it? Yes. It's, and about how they all, um, you, you need them all and they all balance each other out. And Too right. And how, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's actually a really lovely film, although it's obviously a Disney film potentially aimed at kids. It's, it's just got a really good message. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I saw the trailer, I remember ages ago thinking I yeah. wanted to see it, but I never did. No, it's good. Well, yeah. we have the girls this weekend. Any excuse to watch a Disney movie? Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so with our self-study, essentially what we're looking to do is notice our behaviours so we can, this is in a very yogic way, we can uh, notice our own karmas and notice what we're doing and whether we're taking ourselves forward on our journey to, through to the self or whether we're moving backwards through our journey and perhaps layering on more karma, both good and bad. Um, so are we doing enough to kind of move ourselves on our journey or not? Um, in a very real sense, we use self-study to notice what the fuck we're doing on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis because we can just cruise through life with uh, habits that are damaging, with behaviours that are damaging to not just ourselves, but to people around us. Um, without without self-study, you're never going to notice anything enough to make a change. Uh, without self-study, you're never going to be able to break a habit, make a habit, or um, generally lessen the suffering you have in your life or improve your life in any way. And it, yeah, it all kind of comes back down to being mindful and in the moment and and taking note doesn't it this is just exactly what you've just said just makes me think well it's been the running theme through a lot of it it's being mindful and in the moment yeah absolutely absolutely but it's as much as that is great if you don't make an active effort to work on this stuff well actually I mean I'm a pen to paper kind of girl Mm -hmm but it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone has to be. Some people can just pick up a concept and sit and think about it. Other people might need to put it in a spreadsheet. You know, everyone's going to have their own tools. Um, Some people might just need to sit and talk about it. And that's their self-study, talking to someone about it. Um, A very impartial ear. Therapy would be a wonderful self-study. But it is a case of, yes, be mindful as much as you possibly can. But when something comes up, taking the time to then work on it. So when we, um, do you remember when for book club, we did chimp, the chimp paradox? Yeah. Uh, that sparked quite a few yogis journaling. Yeah. Because they suddenly had that pen and paper near to hand. So when something came up from that book, they would actually write about it. Okay. So, so within the chimp paradox, it talks about, um, well, it's kind of like the ego and the self, actually, if we talk about it in a yoga sense, because it's, it's exactly the same. <laughs> Look, Buddhism and modern psychology come together yeah. once again. <laughs> uh, so the self is your true self that we've talked about, you know, that wonderful ball of light. It's the person that you truly are. And it's the person that you're destined to be at the same time. Whereas your ego is very eye driven, 
me now uh what do i want what do i need what will i look like in that situation what am i doing you know it doesn't give a shit about anyone else i know that sounds harsh but it doesn't Mm -hmm. and what you'll notice is the little voice in your head that is generally usually a a constant in a monologue that will be very i driven Uh, if it's not i it's sort of me or uh what is what am i going to do how am i going to handle that situation uh what would i look like in that scenario it's daydreams about you and what you would be doing or whatever you know it's always very you focused and it's exhausting if you listen to it it's also ridiculous if you listen to it and um you know and that's where the shitty thoughts come up it's all the ego that comes up with the bad decisions and the stupid stuff and uh it's so just before just before this podcast um i've had breakfast at what time is it 20 past 11 20 past 11 i had breakfast at nine i think i am not hungry but my ego was like i really fancy something sweet i wasn't being mindful so i had a slice of toast and jam I wasn't being mindful. It wasn't, my tummy doesn't need it. Myself, I don't need it. Nope, my ego was just like, really fancy something sweet right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, as I was eating the toast, I could almost replay the inner monologue. It was ridiculous. Um, had I been being mindful, I'd have been like, no, no, just have some water or some squash or dr- have a drink and you'll be fine. But, you know, I just let my ego take over, my little inner monologue take over and I just reacted on an impulse. Whereas if, so you'll see the two almost internal battles there. There's the ego that's gone, I want something sweet. And had I been mindful, my inner self, my actual self would have been, don't be ridiculous. You don't need anything. You're still, you're not even hungry. You've just had your breakfast. Um, It's lunchtime shortly, you know, it just, just have some water or just have a drink. And I probably would have. I mean, tapas, you should have have practiced your tapas. Well, exactly. (laughs) but then my little ego got the better of me because I wasn't really paying attention. I was busy doing other things. And so that's how, that, um, they're the two, two sides of your brain. You have the ego, which is me, 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 me. I, 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 I want this. I want that. I want the other. And it's always things that are self-gratifying right in the here and the now. They are things to do with sex. So impulses on like, so anything to do with lust and stupid impulses with sex are often to do with um, the, the ego uh you've got things that are going to make you money so to give you status in think jungle uh things that would give you status in the jungle you know make you the the main chimp um to then things that would also bring you food and what are the other ones what are the base instincts food status sex and just self-gratification in the moment they are very very much those those are the main four there are probably others I can't think what they are right now so that's all your chimp and your ego sorry I'm going to say ego definitely ego and then we've got our inner true selves that ball of light that's wrapped around in what was it peonies yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that self knows what it wants knows what it needs doesn't need instant gratification perfectly happy to strive and work for the long-term goals and the vision of where we want to be, whether that be reach enlightenment, just be a better person or actually, you know, lose a few pounds before the summer hits or, you know, to be healthy, actually, not even for weight loss, just to be healthy. Who needs jam in the middle of the day? No one. Um, 
and so it, it the the true self knows all those things and therefore isn't reactive it can if we listen to ourselves, we we respond to a situation rather than react to a situation so this is where everyone started to look at what their behaviors were because this is what like okay great because how many things am I doing as a reaction um and how many things am I actually you know thinking things through taking the time and responding with a sensible situation and then so many people took pen to paper and they were looking at their behaviors over a day just like well, so I did this and I thought about it and actually, yeah, you know what, that was a chimp response because of this, 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 and this. And whereas in this situation, it actually went really, really well because I didn't react. I talked myself down, my ego down and made a rational response for a rational decision. And the whole situation played out a lot better. Whereas any situation where I let my ego lead, it played out really badly. So yeah, that was... That's right. This is it. Yeah, it all comes back around to um, slowing down. Perhaps our not our decision making, but like like trying to just take a step back and slowing down our instinctive responses and um, yeah, taking a moment to think about them. Absolutely. And I think yeah. it's exactly what I mentioned in an earlier episode. I can't f- remember which one now, but about um, yeah just slowing down that that thought process was it no, I can't remember no. <laughs> yeah I, no I don't remember but it almost ties in nicely to what you've said a couple of times about yeah. the doing things that future dawn would appreciate yeah so if you're if you're doing things that future dawn won't appreciate the odds are that you're thinking ego yeah whereas if future dawn will appreciate those things and those decisions probably the self um <laughs> uh, so where where the journaling I'm going to talk about journaling I was going to say yeah journaling is a great um tool for someone to start self-studying isn't it it's getting down pen to paper absolutely so Thoughts. your journaling it doesn't have to be dear diary I I thought about this, 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 and this today, and this happened, and then this happened, and I clean my teeth at eight ten, and I have my breakfast at eight thirty. Why would you be doing that on breakfast? Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't. It's not that. It's not a diary entry as you would imagine. Think Adrian Mole, Bridget Jones. It's not that kind of diary entry. It's very much. Um, it can be quite a structured thing. I always think with journaling. Um, and it might be as simple because obviously we talked about contentment two episodes ago. Uh, contentment episode yes. seven, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so contentment, we talked about the gratitude yeah. and how powerful they can be. Uh, and they're a fantastic journaling tool and they also make you more mindful throughout the day. And you can start to realise the things that truly mean a lot to you. From that, you can establish your core values, which you which tie back into your discipline from last week because remember with your core values in place it's easier to set your goals and your decisions on what things you're actually going to work hard on so using gratitudes written down each day is an incredibly powerful tool and it also is an element of self-study because you're looking back on your own behaviors your own day your own you know life and noticing the things that are good uh another thing that Uh, is awesome for self-study is noting when things have gone well so like um, 
if something goes really, 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 really well at work, let's say you've done a presentation, uh, it's got really good feedback, you know, you've got great results from it, whatever the presentation was for, you know, it's gone completely the way you wanted it, it's gone the way your boss wanted it, you know, it's fantastic, absolutely nailed it. Now, it would be almost foolish to think that that can just be replicated time and time again. However, if you take the time to notice what was great about, like even taking, again, pen to paper, what was great about that presentation? Why did it work so well? What elements did you focus on? Uh, what um, tools did you use? What software did you use? Who was in the room? What mood did you have? What was your mindset with the whole thing? Was it something that you really believed in and were passionate about? Or was it something that you didn't really give a shit about? You know, you can almost guess if a presentation's gone well, you could almost guess which is going to go better. If you go into a presentation not really caring about something, that's going to come across. If you go into a presentation really caring about something, it's going to come across and probably mean that you get the outcome that you want. Um, and so you can take all of that as a blueprint almost, right, this all went really, really well. So when it comes to your next presentation, you can look back on that and be like, right, I took the time to look at that really great presentation. So awesome, I'm gonna learn from that, I'm gonna copy paste, and obviously not the same text and pictures, mm -hmm. but, um, copy paste the behaviors within that presentation, the, the ethos and the mindset around it, and uh, hopefully create something else amazing. Whereas you could potentially just miss out on an entire opportunity should you just cut out that entire element of self-study. I've got a great example of this sort of thing is um, when I was doing my yoga teacher training, you've got the whole self-evaluation bits and I sit there and I look at it and go, oh God, I hate doing this. I hate looking at it and going, what did I do well? What did I not do well? But then I found myself when I was practicing teaching some of, your your uh, students um are writing at the bottom of my page of notes of my plan evaluation <laughs> and like and then I just wrote you know and I would write okay like what actually what felt good what didn't feel good um or what would I do again what would I not do again and it's that yeah oh actually this it, it just makes sense I hate the forms where it's really forced yeah but then the same concept is there for the, the journals. Like that's why I've struggled to get in that habit because a lot of the journals that you buy perhaps have stuff in. And I'm like, I don't want to write that. I don't care about that. It's not relevant to me. I like a, I like a bare page so I can just write, write. what I write, what I want to write. Mm. Um, but yeah, that self-evaluation, this is why it's there. This is why whenever anyone does any courses, like, it, even non-yoga people will probably notice that there's always like a self-evaluation bit isn't there what did you do well what didn't you do well what would you do better next time yeah um, absolutely and I think I don't know about tool. you it really is I don't know about you if you do it for massage or whatever but it, it is almost after every single yoga class sometimes mid-yoga class I'll do something or say something that I'll be like mm, didn't like that or that didn't flow right or mm, that didn't really actually have the stimulus that I was hoping for yeah um or uh, something will happen within the household. So I'm teaching in my own house and please appreciate listeners, but I have one room downstairs in my house, two dogs, and often there are three other humans living in this house as well. So it's hectic, especially on a weekend morning when the girls are here, hectic. You know, something happens in the house that I'm midway through teaching. 
and it's instantly it's straight away after the class right how can I minimize the effects of that happening again what can I do to improve this for my yogis and so on and so forth and it's just it's constant self-study it happens after or during almost every single class afterwards sometimes I'm like yes nailed it great energy and it's usually due to the fact that I'm well rested I'm well fed um you know things are good my end I've done my gratitude I've had my meditation time whatever it happens to be is my energy was bang on so therefore that fed across all the yogis had a great time and um it just seems to work that way and self-study doesn't necessarily have to be criticism that's why I focused on the positive presentation Mm. because sometimes self-study I would say self-study is as important when something good happens as it is when something bad happens oh yeah if we want more good things to happen it's always worth taking note of what what bits did we have to play in that and how we got there when am I most content in life right I'm most content in life when I get seven no who am I kidding when I get eight to eight and a half hours sleep a night when I'm doing my journaling every day when I'm meditating almost every day when um, I'm actually communicating and talking to my boyfriend when I'm communicating and talking to my friends if I get those basics down then I am at my most content yeah actually and then when I'm making sure I'm allocating enough work hours to my week (laughs) um but yeah so it is it's always always worth like right what happened what were the elements that made life really good at that point and it's not elements that other people have control over my life was really good at that point because I was with Dave and he was amazing and you know I just loved it so my life was really good then no can't put it on someone else my life was brilliant then because I was traveling the world obviously life was brilliant nope you're putting it on something else it's what were you personally doing to your life what were you controlling in your life to get the good outcomes in that scenario say the traveling one for example it's like so take that it's not perhaps that you were traveling it's what about that what feelings came from that was it the freedoms was it that you were completely, it was completely up to you, you know, and then how can that then be applied to your life now? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And also someone could go, go traveling and have the best time ever. Mm. Someone could go traveling and have the worst time ever purely because of their mindset to that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they could go, they could have got food poisoning a couple of times. And for them, that was the end of the world. You know, someone saw me poo and I was so embarrassed that that was it. That ruined the rest of their trip. And they were devastated, wanted to come home straight away. Whereas someone else might have had exactly the same experience and have been like, <laughs> well, I have no boundaries now with these people that I'm traveling with because they've all seen my butt. And, you know, it just, you know, it just two different mindsets two different experiences my 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 uh self-study from travel is uh don't go and eat some obscure like trial some obscure obscure food the night before your long haul flight home (gasps) stick to what what you know that's the night of your holiday in the far east where you actually go and have the the chips and the burger like you you know the the comfort home food not experimenting where were you i was in thailand but it was actually a japanese restaurant um for the last night and it was a lovely restaurant i loved it but uh first uh the person i was traveling with 
he started to get sick as we were traveling to the airport. So the taxi had to pull over and, you know, the side of the road in Bangkok got decorated. And so the first bit of the flight, and we had to do a double flight. So we had to fly Bangkok to Hong Kong and then Hong Kong home. Our first flight was delayed. So he had this joy while in the airport. And then on the first flight, which luckily was like a, I don't know, not like a couple of hours. It wasn't very long, the first flight. But then because it was delayed, we were in Hong Kong airport at like three o'clock in the morning when everything was shut. That's when it hit me. (laughs) No. It also hit me at the point where, well, when we landed, I was like, I I needed to buy new underwear. (laughs) Oh, darn. So an expensive pair of Calvin Klein uh, knickers were bought because that was all that I could get in Hong Kong airport at three o'clock in the morning. Yes. Then mine got just progressively worse on the flight back to Heathrow um, to the point where I was ready to be sick just as the seatbelt sign comes on as you're about to land. Oh, uh, no. So I ran up to I ran up to the air hostess, you know, even though the seatbelt sign was on and there was a queue for the toilet, as there always is at that point on a flight, yeah. isn't there? Everyone's like, yeah, because it's going to be ages before you can actually find another toilet. So they actually directed me up to first class. <laughs> <gasps> no way so I, got, I got business class toilet to do my business <laughs> and then um come back and sit down and yes first time I never thought I'd ever use those sick bags in the back of the seat but yes I did oh god but yeah <laughs> self-study from that travel trip yeah stick to safe foods the night before your long journey and have spare underwear in your hand luggage yes I and I always do now so I have How learned, do you? I've learned from you that yes learned. always burgers and chips on the night before you fly under any hand luggage you are welcome people if you're here for the life hacks <laughs> there is today's um <laughs> be prepared <laughs> oh dear brilliant um i can't remember what we were talking about oh essentially that two different mindsets you can have exactly the same experience but yeah feel completely differently about it so it is uh as much as i have po- focused on the positive it is really important to also focus on so this is where the journaling came in when we were reading that book. And it's another really great thing to have in your journal. So you've looked at where you've, things have gone really well in your day. So let's say you're doing this daily. You could write down a couple of gratitudes. You could write down a couple of things where your day's gone really well. What did you learn from great experiences that day? I mean, let's be honest, maybe not every day great experience happens, but good experiences happen every day. You've just managed to write a couple of gratitudes down. Um, so what can you learn from that? And then perhaps what can you, where did things not go quite so well? And I don't use this time to beat yourself up and self pity and whatnot. Don't um, give the negative more energy than it needs. You know, just note it, learn from it, move on. Um, so uh, let's say, well, we, we've got Dawn's example of exploding in an airport. Um, but let's say... Oh, what's something quite commonly negative? Your car fails its MOT. Uh, yes. Very I common. used this example the other day. And my yogis, the amount of messages I got from yogis and non-yogis alike, like, oh my God, chin up. I hope you're okay. Da, 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 da. And I was like, damn it. I really should have made it clearer that I am absolutely fine. Because mm-hmm. I'd yogured the shit out of the situation. <laughs> so my car failed its MOT, which is fine. It's a good car, but it gets used a lot. Um, and so it's fine is what it is Uh, I need my car 
and it failed its MOT and I was fine. I did a lip out at the fact that I had to cancel my client the next day because he lived too far away to get to. So I did a lip out at that because it's like, that's just me pissing around his schedule. Um, and I also knew that he was then going offshore for two weeks, which meant I couldn't then see him for two. It was a very, very uh, annoying time to move or cancel his appointment. Um, it worked out fine. It ended up that it worked for him too in the end. Thankfully, it was all fine. But that was my only lip out situation. I literally stuck my lip out, sadly. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, messaged him. He was fine. He was lovely, of course. Um, and I was just thinking, you know what? The amount of times in my past where I've gone into complete emotional turmoil about the fact, oh my God, it's going to cost me a load of money and I've now not got a car and what am I going to do? And da, 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 da. Like complete stress head about the fact that my car has failed its MOT. I was like, hang on a minute. I'm fine, like honestly fine. Chirpy as fuck, like no dramas. And so I, I put it on my um, Alex Howarth yoga social media story, just saying, the car's broken, uh, failed its MOT. I'm not looking for a pity party, but I'd love to know how you would yoga the fuck out of this. And my yogis came back with loads of great examples. Did you read any yes, of them? Yes, I did. It yeah, it was so good. And it was just taking the time to notice my reaction. I was able to then notice how poorly I had or others could react in that situation. And hopefully by doing this, I could impart some kind of lesson or advice or suggestions to other people on how to deal with these shitty scenarios. So my car fails as MOT. What could I have done? I could have cried. Mm-hmm. I could have had a right paddy about the fact that um, I didn't have a car then for potentially three days, that I'd have had multiple clients to cancel, which would have meant loss of income. I could have had a complete shame spiral about the fact that I was canceling on clients. Could have beaten myself up about it. I could have felt shit you know, for hours, if not the rest of the day. And I'd have allowed that and I'd have given that fail of an MOT power to ruin my whole day. If I then took the time to journal in the evening and do a little bit of self-study, what went wrong in my day-to-day? My car failed its MOT. I cried. I've been grumpy all evening. I snapped at my boyfriend. I cried again. He snapped at me. And generally like... So none of that has actually helped the situation. None of it. It's just a massive overreaction. It's poor little me. Ego, ego, ego. <laughs> Whereas if you just take the time to sit back and be like, here's what it is, I need my car. It needs to pass MOT. It needs to be safe. It has to be safe. You know, it, the, the, my partner's kids go in that car most weeks. You know, it's important that car is yeah. safe. The dogs go in that car almost every day. You know, it has to be safe. Uh, and for everyone else on the road as well. So, you know, it just an MOT is essential. Yeah, that's um, why we have it. Yeah. Why we have it. It has to happen. Okay, yes, it's money, but it's just money. You know, if I didn't have it at the time, I would have found it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or at the end of the day, that would have been it for a while. I wouldn't have had a car for a while. Okay, well, I can't afford to fix it right now. I live in the city. I can bike everywhere. Yes, yeah. I love that someone's point was, yeah, yeah, ride a bike. <laughs> Can you ride a bike? Yeah, yeah you know, like, the, it, it's, it, and if it was too much to fix, well, fine, I'll sell the fucker. Yeah. You know, I'll get a new car. It's nothing was overly, none of it was unmanageable. None of it needed to ruin my life or anyone else's life for that matter. It's an inconvenience, yes, but why would we let an inconvenience ruin our whole day? 
and it's just it's it's the taking the time to study our reaction to a situation or our behaviors to a situation to almost talk ourselves down from the edge yeah that's something I would say about this whole series if anyone really listens to it all and takes note and takes on board um so someone a, a close friend of mine said to me about it she said since you've been doing more and more yoga you've completely changed like for the better like the way that I react to things, cope with things, exactly how you've sort of just said, really. And everything we've covered all adds into that. So like a big message to all you listeners out there. We're on episode yeah. nine. If you haven't taken note, go back and listen again. Make notes, maybe journal each time you listen to an episode on the points you've taken from that. Because it does all, it, yeah, it all comes around and helps you just cope with everything like life has thrown all sorts of things at me like we briefly touched on one weeks and weeks ago and you know and I gave myself a little bit of time to to be miserable and then got over it and it's yeah I can't I can't say enough how all of this has completely changed how I cope with things just yeah it, it does I'm gonna cry <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to leave the mushy stuff for episode ten. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just bash my microphone. Um, yeah, and it's when other people notice as well that it's quite nice. That's really lovely. That is a good friend. Yeah. Oh. Um. (laughs) I don't even know how to carry on from that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so we briefly touched on uh, the self-study in class. Mm. Um, I suppose this is why when we do yoga teacher training, if anyone ever has, has done it or pl- thinks about doing it, you know, about the, we have to write down our own practice and our thoughts and feelings around our own practice. Um, so yeah, that's obviously why we do it for self-study to know what to take forward. Um, mm-hmm. what, what about for the general yogi that's going to a class or online, you know, any other tips um so what I always recommend for my yogis is to kind of try and be mindful and present throughout their practice to be able to notice everything sometimes it takes an element of self-study just to realize where you're at the second you go on your mat so you you may maybe start in uh child's pose I don't know start in child's pose maybe just take a few moments there and realize how your body feels where your mind is at Take the time to notice, really notice, and be honest with yourself as well. It ties right in with um, your uh, satya. And then from that honest check in with your own body, go forwards with your practice. But it might be that each and every pose you take something from. And this is where you can, if you wanted to journal about your yoga practice, and I know a couple of my yogis do, you know, after they finished physical practice on the mat they get their journal out and they write about their experience Charles Pose they felt great today however my mind was really like busy da, 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 da. Um, warrior one my hips felt incredibly tight this could be due to I've been sitting down a lot lately or I went for a run or I've been back to the gym yoga was really hard today all of it because I have top to toe doms from going back to the gym probably what everyone's journal would say this week yeah <laughs> um, you know and you can really really um hone 
your practice by taking the time to think about this stuff. And I find that if you are in your practice with the intention of finishing it and writing notes about it, it keeps you more mindful. It, it was like, oh shit, I've got to write about this in a minute. What am I actually feeling right now? And so knowing you have that practice after your physical practice, it can help you a great deal with your physical practice. Um, also, it's a wonderful um, tool to use for motivation and your, your continuation with your practice. Because if you know you super struggled at something and then suddenly it's starting to feel easier and each time you write it down, it's like, this actually went really well today. And oh, my balance was really on point. And oh, I could actually manage to reach my foot. I don't know what pose we're doing, by the way, I'm making something up. Uh, I could actually reach my foot. Oh, I could actually get my leg straight today and et cetera, et cetera. I was really wobbly, but I felt like I was able to get into it better. And slowly over time, you would see progress over poses. And that in itself is really rewarding. It was you that had the journal with the mood thing, wasn't it? Your mood, yes. your average mood over the day similar sort of thing I'll let Dawn explain what it was but essentially over the time you're journaling about your poses you almost have physical evidence that you can read back over to see how you have progressed mm. but your journal was amazing wasn't it Dawn? so it's the called the positive positivity planner or positive planner and it's like a yellow book we can probably share a link they're a lovely company actually there's a lovely story about um the two girls that started it up they're like a, it's a small you know small independent my friend bought it for me um for a birthday present and every day you put a symbol in the corner and the symbol there's a you know there's a key for what the symbols represent but every day you put the symbol in the corner for how you generally felt that day and I thought nothing of that to start with yeah just I did it but then you get to like an end of a month and you plot them on a on a graph basically and it just go it just sort of shows you that in every day you probably had moments where you felt miserable and down but actually over the whole month generally you're fine and it was just yeah, yeah it's a really nice way of yeah tracking it's really powerful for you at that point yes. you're really struggling with your yeah depression, weren't you yeah and I, I just felt and I, yeah and I was um having counseling at the time and he, I even mentioned it to my counselor she's like it was yeah she said it's a great way to track it because yeah how you felt at the end of the day well no matter what's gone on during that day if you've then put you feel happy or content at the end of the day then you kind of know you're going to be okay and then to see that quantified like in a graph is quite a nice thing yeah it seemed to almost pull you out of this I'm in a cloud of depression and feel awful yes. to suddenly see like actually shit yeah. it's not so bad and it was almost like the depression was clouding your ability to even see that yeah yeah, yeah. and it's that stopping and thinking like you said about um taking note in poses I don't know if it's because I've done more and studying more but I, I can't say enough how being that more mindful in each pose is so beneficial. And like you say, if you're thinking about what you're going to write down, that's the way it helps you. And I'm not one to necessarily journal after a practice, but when I'm in a pose, I like to maybe just take note and go, how does this feel? Am I doing it completely truthfully? You know, am I, so an example for this is like say triangle pose and basically because it's been in my, it was in my assessment and one that I taught a lot and Am I just collapsing onto that front leg or am I actually using all of my core and getting all the benefits that I can from this pose? If not, why not? Mm -hmm. and, uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always love triangle pose because as you go down, generally it's very, very difficult pose to get absolutely right. I assure you with alignment wise. Um, and I use right very, very loosely when it comes to yoga, but yeah. to get the alignment 
as it should be with triangle pose. Your head, as you go down over your front leg, should be over your front foot. So a really great way to practice triangle pose, if it's something you struggle with, is to do it against the wall. Mm -hmm. So you place your back foot against the wall, so your toes are against the wall. Your front foot will be slightly away from the wall, but out to pointing yeah. the same way of which the wall is going. Arms out, and then you move forward, and then you move down. And then there's absolutely no room for error. You can't travel forward yeah, at all. The and then suddenly there. everyone is incredibly aware of how much they're going too far forward to actually reach their ankle because that's what they feel like they should be doing. Whereas actually, if you lift up and keep your body in that correct alignment, um, and so you're not, your chest and your face aren't touching the wall, um, yet that suddenly all the truths come out because you can't hide anywhere. So you have to embrace the fact that, oh, actually, so in my previous practices, I must have been rotating forward yeah. um, and my head would have been in front of my foot, my shoulder, my right, and my back, again, quotation marks, back shoulder would have rounded forward also. I wouldn't have just been using the lengthening of the torso to lean over and so on and so on and so forth. And so you can take the time to study that, look at it, be truthful with yourself in your next one. I don't know why Satya is coming into it so much today. <laughs> um, be truthful with yourself. And so the next practice is like, no, I know I can't reach my ankle with good alignment. Therefore, I'm going to stay quite high and I'm going to slide down this leg real slow. And only at the point I know I can get to on the wall, am I going to go? However, if it feels like I can maintain that alignment, maybe I'll try and shift a little bit lower. Yeah. But it's just kind of, <laughs> I'm doing a really mini triangle pose. Yeah. <laughs> on screen and it's like what can Dawny see right now <laughs> I'm a little teapot <laughs> I know that was, my hand would be there and there oh true but yeah you know it's still that I'm like hi yeah jazz hands um <laughs> I was enjoying myself uh so yes it's that self-study to then be very truthful with yourself to put down right this is actually what I need to be doing in my practice I'm going to, and you're going to get so much more from it and so much more awareness and by practicing that mindfulness on your mat going to transfer into your real life so when something good happens or something shit happens you can then be like right let's look at this logically like you would your yoga practice and break it down and figure out where what's gone wrong where where's communication broken down what are the elements that I can control here am I fed am I slept have I slept am I hydrated what has happened for this situation what can I control and then what, what has broken down around that as well yeah. Um, is it your ego taking over or was it a, a choice decision and it's what is important with self-study is not to sit there with your journal what went wrong today and then write down how everything that went wrong in your life was someone else's fault mm. because that's Definitely. not self-study and that's this is where satya comes in yeah. yeah and this is yeah satya really does actually ties in very well doesn't it because it there's no point self-studying if you're lying about it god that's so true no wonder yeah. saying it a lot hadn't yes. really thought about it. <laughs> yeah you have to be yeah look at the truth yeah and yeah. it's it, it's incredibly narrow-minded to consider that every every good thing or every bad thing that happens in your life is because of other people often it, it's always us it's always us because something shit could be happening like the traveling experience and it's your mindset that ruins that experience not the other people or the food or the thing i mean don't get me wrong food poisoning is awful mm -hmm. i had two horrendous bouts of food poisoning when i was traveling but you know what live to tell the tale yeah hallucinating isn't fun inspires <laughs> yeah um but you know it just it was it was an experience you know i had a great night in a hotel in egypt hallucinating 
And you weren't breaking any laws to do it. (laughs) No, No, this was what, 2009? Yeah. Gosh. Oh, um, oh, I thought you meant COVID rules. No, you meant drugs. I meant drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eating shifty food. Um, So it's it's always the mindset and it's, it's taking yourself almost out of your own funk, your own headspace and looking at something really logically. But yeah. Yeah. So we've covered what we covered, three journaling exercises. We've covered the gratitudes, which are great. They force us to focus on the good things, um, the wins that we have, the things that have gone really, really well in our lives, and then to focus on where things could have potentially gone better. Oh, four points. And then our fourth practice that we could potentially do is very much on the yoga mat and how um, how our practice has actually gone. And I do recommend it. Maybe don't do it every single time or select a week so you know that you've got four yoga four or five yoga sessions in on a week this is normal for my yogis guys sorry if you're not one of them but they're, they're, they're hardcore <laughs> <laughs> um you've got four or five sessions you're planned for the week um so take that time to journal just that week on your yoga practice maybe i'll set it as a challenge and see how they get on um so our other takeaways are always learning self-study fill your mind in the the other kind of self fill your mind with useful stuff learn yeah but then make it use it study study full short if we then don't use that study of course if it's completely there's just something that interests you what was i reading about the other day clean meat you heard about it i had not heard about it Uh, what uh clean meat as in um the meat that they're growing in vats oh right yes yes i've heard about this yeah so um i was reading about it the other day this isn't something this isn't knowledge that i then need to use in my life i was particularly interested in it because obviously all the positive effects it would have on the environment and obviously animal welfare um so i was very much reading into it and just sort of like wait is this actually something that i would be interested in would i would i eat meat that was grown in a test tube you know and sort of i just wanted to know more about it um this isn't information this is still study this is still me broadening my knowledge and awareness of what is out there but it's not something I necessarily need to use however I had some really interesting conversations with some friends about it you know it's it's great yeah however or yes read fiction read um read things you enjoy but if you can read things that will also impact your life and help you reduce suffering have an easier life improve your relationships improve your friendships improve your way of your work ethic your your job your mindset you know and read it study it and then apply it it's the application of this stuff that you really need to use otherwise you're just you're falling short there and you need to be honest with yourself about how much you are using it and that's where the journaling you don't have to journal I'm not like you must journal I'm just saying it is an incredibly powerful tool to then make sure that you are yeah 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 good um awesome i also find dawn just as a sidebar no it's not sidebar it's completely linked (laughs) (laughs) um i also find that when you read stuff and you research and you study and you uh even just reading fiction you end up talking about it you talk about it with your friends your close the people you're close to your partner your family and you're talking about ideas and interests and concepts and things like that. And what it does is it takes us away from this horrific culture of talking about other people. Yeah. 
it, yeah, it just is. It I just, it gives you fascinating things to talk about, really. It does. It does, and yeah. you can share your passions with the people who love you most, and then you never know what that might spark in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, even, yeah, know. even fiction stuff like that. It's just yeah, it's great to share. And you and I, you I and I have talked it. about that Bridgerton books that you've yeah, been reading. Exactly. You know, um, and I've yeah, actually no, the I last just, couple of days even watching stuff. Like I've had multiple conversations with people about watching the bold type. You know, fucking <laughs> love that movie. No series, series. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> is mindless drivel. However, they cover some incredible yes, topics. Exactly. It's all sorts of. There's things about politics. There's things about sex. There's things about religion. There's things about being woke. Um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It, they they cover pegging. uh literally you name it they cover it it's good it's drivel but it's great background watching if you if you need something um i don't know if there's much in the way of yoga in it no so what are we covering next episode i'm gonna let you say this one oh i don't uh uh it's two words i haven't got it in front of me dawny this is very unfair i need to read it um is Hang it? on. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. Ishvara Prandana. I mean, I think that's actually bang on. Is it? Ishvara Prandana. It's when I see too that many letters in a row, I just get I just get scared. Ishvara Pranidana. So that is we kind of touched on it today. Mm-hmm. Um, the spiritual side. Yeah. Believing so. in something bigger than we are, having belief. That kind of stuff. Cool. I think it ties in quite nicely with discipline to a certain extent. Dharma, the universe. Probably talk about manifestation. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot for, lot to cover for episode ten. And that's it for this series. This yeah. Except two bonus episodes of interviews. Yep. So we will. This will be. We've been releasing two episodes a week. If you haven't noticed, one on Thursday, one on a Sunday. This one will come out on a Sunday. Yep. So then the next one will be Thursday. And then the following episode will be our first interview, which will be on the next Thursday. So there will be a week between them. Um, And then the one after that will be another interview. Um, But we're very, very much looking forward to sharing those with you. Um, I actually have a third interview potential type that I need to run by Dawn. She doesn't know about it. She's looking at me with a very wide (laughs) eye right now. But, you know. Um maybe a third who knows she might veto the idea but we're very 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 much looking forward to sharing those with you there'll be me and dawn interviewing people that we think will share amazing messages with you mm-hmm. and Definitely. also know not necessarily a lot about yoga but yoga has very much impacted what they do yeah 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 awesome so um give us a like and a share and a follow and find us on instagram yeah. And give us a follow Yoga on there. Yes. Uh, yogalifepodcast.com is the website. We have um, Dawn Kendall Sports Massage on Instagram. We've got Alex Harris Yoga on Instagram. Yoga Life Podcast on Instagram. Please go follow all three yeah. accounts. We're probably going to be doing a giveaway. Yeah. So if you can go follow them straight away, you're one step ahead on this giveaway. But you'll hear all about it there. If you want to leave us a review, I can't tell you how important it is for our visibility to be found on um, Spotify, iTunes, any of that lot. If we have reviews, if we have uh, written reviews or just the stars, 
it really really helps us so please 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 go do that if you have the time just the stars is fine but if you've got the time written one would be great uh and also a follow on spotify or a subscribe on itunes also massive impact so we'd really appreciate it share it with your friends tell people we love you for it all the good stuff you're getting from this why would you not want the people you love yeah. to experience the same thing i think that was it wasn't it dawn that is it that is it for now so we will see you for episode 10 <gasps> yeah. bye uh, bye